Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear up there, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen post on Tumblr, joined with Eon. Hey, this is Eon, and I'm Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. And Clotho. Hi, this is Clotho, and I'm Clotho Spindle on Tumblr. Get ready for it, Chicky. We're not prepared. <laughs> oh, we Chicky? lost Chicky. Oh, shit. Oh, Chicky, Aww. wake up. Can you hear me? Yeah, now we can. <laughs> hey, I'm Chicky Chickren on Tumblr. And we have Lady Blade, a new guest, first timer. Hi! Hi, everybody. Um, you can find me at ladybladewarangel.tumblr.com. And yes, I'm Lady Blade Warangel. Awesome. Uh, everyone calls me Lady Blade, so, you know. Yeah, I'm happy to have you. Probably one of the Welcome. most, most well read of the fan fiction <laughs> <laughs> authors out there. <laughs> Um, so just general spoiler warnings for books and show and uh, the trigger warning, of course, for um, potential for rape discussion. Um, we are continuing our coverage of Cersei chapters, looking at Cersei 2 from A Feast for Crows. Um, it's the day of Tywin's funeral. Tolman wants to ride his um, to ride his horse to the sept and throw pennies at the small folk, as Funkle Jamie said he could. <laughs> Not at. <laughs> two, two. <laughs> so that's what Joffrey would do. That's, that's actually a good distinction. Yes, to the people, not at the people, not at the people. <laughs> so he's gonna make a make a game, make a game out of it. <laughs> uh, Cersei kiboshes it. She spent forever on her hair, and there's no way she's going out in the rain. <laughs> they are taking the litter to the funeral. Uh, inside the litter, Tommen is scolded for leaving the window open. Cersei thinks Joffrey's crown is too small on him, and she also thinks he is too meek. Tommen comments on the lack of common folk out in the streets, not at all like when King Robert died. At the sep, Cersei kisses the hand of the High Septon, asking Tommen to do the same. She is suspicious of the High Septon as he was put in place by Tyrion. Oh, oh, the paranoia here when she sees the, the high septum. You have to love it. It's ripe with her. Like every, she's paranoid of everybody. It's like anyone oh, that yeah. ever even talked to Tyrion, she's like suspicious of now. Oh yeah, she gets all suspicious of Pysel if I remember correctly. She's all like, yeah. like, but I, I kind of got lost because I heard, I saw nipples on a breastplate. And yeah. I just ended up laughing for the I next ten minutes too. after that. <laughs> Do you think that was a dig at Batman? <laughs> maybe. Did maybe. This, did this come out during Batman? Like <laughs> he uses that all the time. That's a common phrase. Isn't yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, she's been to a lot of funerals lately, and she's wearing an old black dress. She thinks of how she'll dress in red and gold when Tyrion's head is brought to her. It's, oh. Inside the sept, um, Tywin is laid out on a stepped marble bier. Um, Bri- Jamie is in his whites of the Kingsguard armor, and he is standing at the head of Tywin Lannister. 
Toman cries. Cersei tells him to do it quietly. And uh, then we had a question come in from Tumblr asking about the smile on Tywin's corpse. Why is he smiling? Why do you think he threw that in there? Hey, maybe he just wants to know why a man who never smiled actually smiled. <laughs> I don't think you never know. <laughs> I, I had, I, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be like a layer to it. Like it's a way of, you know, maybe getting a dig in that doesn't matter what you do in life. You know, that your end, you have no control over that. And mm-hmm. I mean, Oh yeah. I mean, there are theories that he was poisoned by Oberon Martell before he died. Hence him being in the privy when Tyrion shot him. Yeah, I've and that. they think that the poison might have actually been something to do with why his why there was such a foul smell and why his he, uh, he was smiling because he was decomposing quicker than he should. Right. I've heard that too. Yeah, I've heard that too. I I just I just think George was having like a last jab at, at Tywin. I think he wanted to make him a joke in death. I think he just yeah. kind of enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to annoy like, Cersei too. Oops, sorry. Yeah, kind of like dramatic irony, you'd say. Yeah, yeah it is. It is kind of ironic. Yeah. 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 So I gotta I gotta back us up a little bit because we passed one of my favorite Cersei parenting moments. <laughs> When she has Tommen in the litter and they're on the way to the sept, and she's like talking about how she um, wants to make sure that Tommen is eating because she can't risk him getting sick because Marcella is in the hands of the Dornishmen. So basically, like he can't die because then she'd lose power. Like she right. pretty much flat out says that's the only reason she cares about him. That's where everything's framed. Yeah. <laughs> it's all around that. <laughs> Maybe it's not that she doesn't care about him. I think it's more that she sees him as an extension of herself, like she always did with all her other children. I mean, she makes this comment that um, she she actually says, oh, his eyes are green like mine. At some point, she says this and like, not green like Jamie's or that, you know, he's like Jamie or anything like that. It's it's all he he's like me. So she's she kind of sort of like she makes appearance like really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she wants Yeah, she wants him to be better than well, than he is. She expects more of him because she she sees him as an extension of herself. You gotta admit though, that is a weird comment to think about your child. Like, well this one yeah, can't die, the other one's so far there's away. No way, there's no way around the callousness <laughs> oh, yeah. of it. Imagine a mother just like being like Oh damn! What am I gonna do if this one dies? I can't get my hands on the other one fast enough. I mean, it's hard to sidestep it. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Uh, It's totally mean. It's it's all wrapped up in her. Also, that whole you know, going over how much she looks, how bad she looks, and how bad she thinks she looks, and all these things. And you know, I thought it was kind of interesting that at one point she says she looks like it makes her look like half a corpse. It may not mean anything. It might just be something George says a lot, but I don't know. It kind of reminded me of a. Yeah, yeah, I think I had made a note of that too about um, Lancel, right? Like he looked half a corpse. Yeah, I said none of God. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She said it. I think she said it. I want to. I had actually. I selected a passage because I really like the description of Tywin and the way he's laid out, and it actually has that nipples on a breastplate bit in here. So. Um, upon his chest lay a long sword in a gilded scabbard studied with rubies, his hands folded about its hilt in gloves of gilded mail. 
Even in death, his face is noble, she thought, although the mouth, the corners of her father's lips, curved upward ever so slightly, giving him a look of vague bemusement. That should not be. She blamed Pycelle. He should have told the silent sisters that Lord Tywin Lannister never smiled. The man is as useless as nipples on a breastplate. The half-smile made Lord Tywin seem less fearful somehow. That, and the fact that his eyes were closed, her father's eyes had always been unsettling. Pale green, almost luminous, flecked with gold. His eyes could see inside you, could see how weak and worthless and ugly you were deep down. When he looked at you, you knew. <laughs> this is who she's as- aspiring to be. <laughs> no, she thinks she's better than him. That's, that's what makes it worse. She goes throughout the chapter going, I'm going to be better. Nobody's yeah. going to remember him except for being my father. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like She goes through all of that. Like She, she thinks she's going to be so much better than him, but you know she's not because she's Cersei. She doesn't think before she acts. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, (laughs) another part of that, too, is you kind of get a a moment here where you peel back a little bit of, of, you know, the the heart of all narcissists, which is that, you know, narcissism usually comes out of really deep insecurity. And the way that she talks about how Tywin could, you know, look inside her in that passage you just read a lot. I mean, like, it's really clear that, you know, that that probably was some of the source of her own insecurity that led to the narcissism was Tywin's, you know, lack of ability to show real approval to his kids. Yeah. Oh. You know, I think one big striking difference, too, between Cersei and Tywin, and we always hear Jamie being told, like, he's the, the brash one that will act on impulse, but Cersei's quite emotional in a way. Like, she... Yeah. She can't. She gets. She gets so infuriated that it clouds her judgment. That's why she will never be her father's daughter, which kind of touches on what you had just said, mm-hmm. Lady Blade. Yeah, it's definite lack of self control. Oh, yeah, you know what else I loved in this part was when she was talking about Jamie. <laughs> how Jamie looked at the altar. She's like talking about how he's growing a beard. Oh yeah. And how much she hates it. Yeah. <laughs> Looking yeah, less like her. Yeah, because she sees him as part of herself. It's it's kind of like what I said about the kids as well. She kind of she doesn't see Jamie as a person. She doesn't see her children as as people. Mm-hmm. She sees them as parts of herself, and she expects them to act and look accordingly. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't like it when they say or do things that are different to what she expects. Control. Okay, so we have Cersei recalling a memory from her early years at court of how her father stared down Lord Riker for making a crude joke. She thinks it it's her look that people will flinch from now and her frown they will fear. As the funeral proceeds, Tommen is getting fidgety, Cersei's knees are aching, and Jamie refuses to look at her. Tywin's corpse is starting to really stink. Cersei eyes the Tyrell family and the dozen ladies that tend to Marjorie. Cersei wonders which of them has the loosest tongue. As they leave, a group of mourners um, find, uh, lend Cersei their condolences. So we have the Red Wines, Helene, the Pyromancer, Lord Giles, uh, Lady Felice of Stokeworth and her husband, Sir Balman Birch, corner her and inform her that... Her mother would like to name Lawless's baby after Tywin. Oh, God. And Cersei's response is not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jeez, I know. Oh, no. It's just horrible things. 
I just love the fact that because she refused to let them call the baby Tywin, Bronn then names the baby Tyrion later on. Yeah, yeah. And she, <laughs> and she gets of. really upset about it. She's so <laughs> offended. Like, how dare they? They must be enemies because they named their child Tyrion. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I, she's just so cruel in her response to. I mean, it's just—it's like every time someone's like, "Oh, you know, Cersei's a really good game player." I mean, like her response to or to Felice here is just like horrific, and it's like this is not something you should be doing in public, Cersei. Why don't you understand? You can't like you know Show make fun cards. of someone for being <laughs> raped and having a bastard. I mean, like that's horrible to do, like to their sister. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, she I just can't find think it very. Way. Sorry, lot. No, go ahead. No, go. I was going to say, I just find it kind of ironic that she looks down on the fact that Lollis is having a bastard. I mean, in technicality, all her children are <laughs> bastards. They're not even, yeah. they're not her husbands. They're not legitimate. So it's yeah. a bit rich that she's looking down on, on that. <laughs> they're Lannister yeah. bastards, though. They're <laughs> above other bastards, probably in oh, her head. Oh, they're special, yeah. <laughs> Real special. Especially Joffrey. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Cersei notices that Toman has fallen into the clutches of the Tyrells. She goes to um, save him when she runs into Kevin and Lancel. Kevin leaves, but Lancel stays. And then I have that line, he looks half dead and not half a god. <laughs> Cersei mentions Lancel taking his place as Lord of Derry. We learn he's being married to a Frey girl who is, widowed, who is a widow of Derry blood. Um, he says, it's cruel, your grace knows I love. And then she cuts him off and says, House Lannister. It's so funny, you know, I mean, like, the smart thing for Cersei to do here would be to let Lancel think that she loves him back or something. Like, if you were playing the game, why worry about him betraying you? Why not make him want to be loyal? It's it's so funny how she just can never quite understand exactly how, what it is that that really makes other people tick um so here she just kind of like you know you know some some kind of trifling pleasantry about you know going away and you know she's thinking about the fact that he might betray her with this whole new pious thing that he's got going on and it's like well you can see that he's making overtures earth don't you make him love you again so that he's loyal i mean like it just doesn't even make sense yeah and maybe it's him? some yeah, she can't even put herself, maybe the lack of empathy, she can't put herself in anyone else's, it seems like, oh, position, it. so, you know. Yeah, she can't. Well, it's all about Cersei. It's yeah. the Cersei show with Cersei. So she couldn't, she can't even begin to figure out what other people would need, because she can't even go there. <laughs> well, no, she's she's always about what she needs. Like, he was good enough when she was fucking him while Jamie wasn't there, but now he's of no further use to her. Well, he doesn't look as good anymore either, to be fair. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, it's, funny. it's funny on the show how he seemed to have gotten like filled out and got he, hotter he got hotter the, on the, books, he got, you know, the books is the opposite he gets scarier and more like lean and just gone I love it when she talks about his mustache and stuff oh yes <laughs> when, when he's oh, oh. she said she wanted to wipe it off like a smudge of dirt <laughs> it's actually pretty good <laughs> this is a that good is line. actually good that is a good line <laughs> uh, Lancel looks miserable and he tells her that when he recovered, the High Septon told him he was spared to atone for his sins. This unsettles Cersei. She tells him <clears throat> an atonement is best achieved through prayer. Silent prayer. <laughs> Cersei mm -hmm. leaves Lancel to think on that and then is embraced by Marjorie. 
All the ladies attending Marjorie take turns to greet Cersei. One in particular holds Cersei's interest, and that is the sultry and sexy Mirish lady, Maryworth. How do you say that? Taina? Taina? How do you guys say that? Taina Maryworth. Taina Maryweather. Yeah. Taina. Taina. Okay. Uh, Taina tells her that her friends across the narrow sea will seize Tyrion should he show his ugly face. Cersei likes this, tells her we shall be great friends. That's nice. <laughs> I love the way I love her visual description of Tiana. Oh, like yes. she's so into her. So nice. <laughs> it's like she describes... later on. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. But it's like she describes her entire body from like head to toe. <laughs> Was that leggy and her skin and <laughs> black, Super beautiful boobs. hair? Boobs are in there, like everything. <laughs> kind of like a comparison to what Jamie does when he's going through the Riverlands as well. Like, especially when you consider later on, like, that Cersei does actually sort of have a bit of a fling with Taina later on. Mm-hmm. But whereas Jamie doesn't act on his his uh, attractions or rather his observations of other women, Cersei does. Because... Well, that's no new thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, um, the next bit we have Mace Tyrell. Um, he interrupts to lend his condolences. Cersei is immediately suspicious of his intent. Um, actually, I marked this one too, so I'm just gonna do a little read. <clears throat> My son Wyllis is an able lad, the man replied, refusing to take a perfectly good hint. His leg may be twisted, but he has no want of wits, and Garland will soon have take bright water. Between them, the reach will be in good hands. If it happens that I am needed elsewhere, the governance of the realm must come first. Lord Tywin often said, and I'm pleased to bring your grace good tidings in that regard. My uncle Garth has agreed to serve as master of coin, as your father wished. He is making his way to Old Town to take ship. His sons will accompany him. Lord Tywin mentioned something about finding places for the two of them as well, perhaps in the city watch. The queen's smile had frozen so hard she feared her teeth might crack. Garth the Gross on the small council and his two bastards in the gold cloaks. Do the Tyrells think I will just serve the realm up to them on a gilded platter? The arrogance of it took her breath away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're the arrogant (laughs) Well, I mean... I mean, she has I, a point. This is, like, not the time and place. Am I right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true enough. It's her father's funeral. Although she doesn't seem too bothered about that. She's more angry that she's wearing black. Yep. <laughs> well, I think part of it is he hasn't been able to see her until now, so he hasn't even been able to make contact after Tywin died. But, yeah. I mean, it's not great timing, but her response is just so stupid again like this is just not the way to deal with this and it makes you wonder it's not as though she doesn't know how to operate at court she does she did it for years but she's so convinced that she has all the power Mm -hmm. that it's like she just doesn't care much who she offends anymore it's insane yeah you're right it's like cersei's been let loose finally i can do what i want and no yeah not yet Yeah. No daddy to punish her and ground her. She hasn't got daddy to do that anymore. Yeah. So she, yeah, so she whips up this she whips up this story like in the moment about her having, you know, named Giles Osby, which we know hadn't happened yet. And it's just crazy that the way that she responds. Like, 
what does it hurt to to have you know Mace Tyrell's uncle as the master of coin? I mean, it is like the most worthless title that there is. I mean, Littlefinger did it right. <laughs> Yeah, and well. Tyrion. I mean, like, you know, let him have it. Well, Tyrion. <laughs> so you say Giles. I was saying Giles. <laughs> Giles and so Well, you're probably right. <laughs> No one, George, you're probably right. It probably is Giles. <laughs> no, I think it doesn't... says Giles in the appendix. Yeah. It tells you how to um, pronounce all the names in the appendix. There's yeah. appendixes? It does? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I need to take a look at that. Right? We all, probably <laughs> all should that, brush I've up. I've never had that appendix. <laughs> yeah. She just it's, doesn't want the Tyrells in to have any kind of control whatsoever because she's so paranoid about them, and she just doesn't want them any anywhere near near her. But to be fair, though, I mean, I know it hasn't come about in the books yet, but we all pretty much re- know it's the Tyrells behind the murder of Joffrey, right? Well, we know that, but she doesn't. She, she doesn't. thinks it's all about Joffrey. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't know that. Yeah. So, Mar- but Marjorie, no did, did Marjorie didn't know though, did she? I got the I got the impression she. Or do we not really know? Is it kind on, of the show, on the, on the show, on the show, she didn't know. I'm less convinced in the books that she didn't know. Uh, I I kind of think because of the way that they. She and Joffrey were sharing a cup at one point, and you know they're sitting side by side. It, the, it would have been really risky for the Tyrells to poison Joffrey and not warn Marjorie. Yeah. It, it, that makes sense. You kind of feel like Marjorie would have had to be in on it. Okay. She probably put it in the cup. <laughs> no, uh, I'm telling a, you, Elena did that. Did it. Uh, that no, I don't think thing. this went on. I, they think it was either Marjorie or the the other person that, that I think it might have been is Garland. Mm. <sighs> okay. We're going to move on. Um... Cersei informs Mace she has already selected Lord Giles Rossby as Master of Coin. Mace gets flustered at her reply, and Lady Olana steps in. She comments a lot on Lord Giles' flatulence in an attempt to defuse <laughs> the situation, but also gets a nice dig in on Cersei not knowing Tywin's plans um, for the position. She also reminds, um, re- sorry, she also remarks on the stink in the sept. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cersei retorts, perhaps you miss your your autumn roses. We have kept you here too long. I just love these exchanges so much. <laughs> yeah, this is like peak Elena right here. I love Elena. I don't have that much love for Elena. <laughs> I think she tends oh, to get, there's so, like, she has such love, like, in fandom and across a lot of fandoms. But, like, to me, she's, what? she's shrewd. What? And I'm for the common people, and she cheats merchants. I was going to say, I'm not so mad about the merchants she didn't pay. <laughs> I am hung up Aww. on that, okay? Those people put a lot of work into their crafts. Let's go, restaurant union. <laughs> That's just mean. <laughs> okay. It no, is. Wait, no, it is. Just smack my mic. <laughs> um, I I kind of think of Olena as kind of the the male version of Tywin. That's why she's still alive because she knows what she's doing. Yeah, I think if she was a man, she would be Tywin. Yeah, she's well. I mean, I think she's a little more empathetic than Tywin, but yeah, I mean, she's a very dark gray character. I mean, like nobody's yeah. anybody who thinks that she's the kindly grandmother is. You know, no, no, not paying yeah. attention, basically. <laughs> but I just love the way that she she just gives no fucks. Like she has no problem just giving it to Cersei. You yeah. gotta have to love. 
<clears throat> Before Elena leaves, she mentions the wedding of Tom and Marjorie. Um, Cersei promises a date to be set soon. She rescues Tolman from Marjorie, who asks her if he will be married soon. If And uh, she replies, oh, he also says Marjorie has told him they can go to Highgarden as soon as they are wed. Cersei tells him he will not be going to Highgarden, but lets him ride back to the castle on his horse, where he can throw pennies at the peasants. <laughs> oh. Aww. Not Joffrey. Not Joffrey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she invites Lord Giles to ride in her litter with her, and a very sick Lord Giles is <clears throat> having a coughing fit when she asks him to be master of coin. And uh, she thinks, if he dies, I'll find someone else. <laughs> and Littlefinger is one of those people that come to her mind. Why does everyone trust She'd Littlefinger? She'd love Littlefinger back. I don't know. Like who? Why does everyone trust him? He's so creepy. It's it's apparent how creepy he is. He just seems mm. weaselly. I don't know. <laughs> I have no I have no answer for you. <laughs> when they return to the Red Keep, Cersei meets with Kyburn, who informs her that the jailer Rugen um, had a loose stone with a small hole for valuables inside his cell. Um, he found a coin in this hole, and it was from the conquest from the King Garth and the Twelfth. And the hand imprinted on the coin representing House Gardener of High Garden. So you guys have to help me out. Why is this important? Um, <laughs> Varys, I would say Varys planted th- that there to implicate mm-hmm. the Tyrells. It's a plant. Because yeah, Rugen is Varys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just put it there so that because he knew that they were going to search that cell anyway. And they'd find that. And it's a Tyrell coin. Yeah. Because it's, it's, well, it's. It's not actually a Tyrell coin. It's a Gardener coin. Who are the people who ruled High Garden before the conquest, where Aegon made the Tyrells, who were stewards at that point, the lords of High Garden. Well, it's it's linked to High Garden. Yeah. In any case. Yeah, it's a link to. It would be that. something would be in their possessions. So yeah. 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 Hmm. I love how clever Varys was. How he like mostly buried the coin and left just like a little glint of the gold showing like he totally knew how to lay the scene mm-hmm. to make it seem I mean, real isn't it under this like it's, <laughs> it's under a chamber pot that's filled with yeah. crap you know i mean who yeah. would think yeah. to look under that you know kyburn <laughs> like let's poke around a bit here oh he likes <laughs> let's, let's look underneath this chamber pot because there has to be something under here <laughs> but this is just genius baiting on Ferris's part such a good way to go Kyburn informs Cersei of Sir Gregor's condition, thinking he's been poisoned with manticore venom and one that has been slowed in its effects. And he mentions magic. Um, he is dying very slowly and very painfully. As an abuser of milk of the poppy, it's having little effect on easing his pain. <laughs> Cersei remarks on his size and adds, he's a very large man, also a very stupid one. Too stupid to know when to die, it seems. <laughs> I'm sorry, she cracks me up. <laughs> Cersei thinks it's time to do um, time to summon Ilan Payne. Sir Gregor's screams are scaring Tolman and awaking her in her sleep. Kyburn requests that he will be allowed to take Gregor to the dungeons to learn more of the black arts at work. And then Cersei asks why he was stripped of his chains, and 
Kyburn um, tells her that he opened the bodies of the living to understand the nature of death. That's all. Mm-hmm. And uh, proclaims... She don't care. She's like, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, I'm going to give you some seed funding here. Let's continue this work. <laughs> this could be useful. Yeah. Use this drug-addicted mountain to just carry on with everything. <laughs> we technically, he is drug addicted. He's like been abusing milk of the poppy, which is supposed to be a pain. Well, it's release. basically yeah. like what heroin, right? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. basically, it's like 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 Western drug addict. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he says that he um, understands the nature of life and death better than any man in Old Town, and this intrigues her. And like I said, he, she pretty much gives us money, um, provides him with money so he can go about his work, and she tells him that she does want his head if uh, Gregor dies and she's going to send it to Prince Doran and uh, she tells Kyburn to buy himself some clothes and keep his mouth shut he can't be looking bad (laughs) it's going to look good (laughs) Kyburn's totally cool with that though he's just like yeah of course you can trust me he's happy (sighs) just to be able to do his work he's on board with her for sure as long as she can't hear the work well, it's funny how he knows he knows he can tell her exactly what he does and that she's going to be okay with it. I mean, like, you know, it's uh, amazing. you might be afraid to tell certain people what you're doing, but here he barely knows Cersei. He knows he can go ahead and tell her that he was kicked out of the Citadel for doing vivisections and stuff. I mean, yeah. that's a, he's, he's got a really good read on who Cersei is to know she's not even going to blink right. at that. Yeah. As we mentioned prior, he is not, he's not stupid. No. <laughs> Come on, she gave birth to Joffrey. She raised Joffrey. After that, like, Kyburn's just not that bad. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Later on, uh, Kevin joins her for supper, and Cersei thinks he broods too much and must be put to work. Cersei asks him to serve as hand, and Kevin mentions Jaime and how he turned her down. She claims it was in her grief and calls Jamie gallant, but a bit of a fool. Toma needs someone older. And then Kevin says, well, Mace is older. Kevin agrees, <laughs> however, that Mace Tyrell should not be the hand. Cersei tells Kevin, um, the realm needs you. He agrees to take the position on the condition she returned to the rock. Mm. Love it. Yeah. <sighs> that I goes lo- I over love that. the rock. This whole segment right here, I just love this. I just mm-hmm. love Kevin right here. How can well, you so not? Gives no fucks. I mean, Kevin yeah. gives no fucks anymore. It's just like, like look, I grew up with, I grew up with Tywin. You're nothing. Behave yourself. Like, it's I just, just find it funny. Oh, sorry, lot. Oh, I just—it's just interesting to watch the power play shift. Like in the beginning, she's so sure that like she's gonna give him this deal, he's gonna jump on it, and then we can really get to work. And then he just flips it around on her, and I guess like he infuriates her. Yes, and sir. like I mean, who would take this deal though? Either you know, like he's asking her to leave her son. Like I think it's kind of who would take that deal? Oh, he knows she won't. That's the point. I think yeah. because he thinks. Like I find it kind of ironic. She's thinking when he walks into the room. Oh, he's like a mastiff, loyal, like a loyal dog, yeah, basically. Yeah. And but he's like now proved that actually, you know, he he came from the same place Tywin did. They were brothers. It's not like he's uh, as far as he's concerned. If she really cares about her son, she will take his deal so he can look after the rum. But then on Cersei's side, she doesn't think that's 
that's what's going to protect her son. She thinks only she can do that, even though she's completely incapable of it. Well, I love the way that, that Kevin, you know, Kevin clearly didn't intend to go completely down the road that this conversation went. He he tries to demur, you know, I mean, like, he, he basically says, you know, like, you know, no, I've got other things to do. I need to take care of my kids. I miss my wife. He tries to kind of, you know, fob her off without having it out. And, mm-hmm. of course, she's just going to keep prying. And, you know, one of the things that it's it's hard to know or that you have to take the time to imply when you're reading from the POV structure is is tone. And it's like, imagine the tone that Cersei's using as she's getting more insistent about Kevin becoming Hand. Um, and I feel like she kind of goads him into continuing on and going, well, this is what it would take if you want me to do this. You know, here's what would have to happen. Yeah, he knows she's not going to go for it, but yeah. he's at the point where he just doesn't care. He wants her to know exactly what he thinks and exactly how much he is not going to be supportive of the way that she's running things. Like you said, zero mm-hmm. fucks. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't care. And, you know, of course he's right. He, he's exactly right. I mean, if Tommen has a, a chance in hell, the best chance he's got is to get Cersei as far away from him as possible. Anyway, she is absolutely outraged by the idea, and Kevin tells her she's not her father, uses her decision in asking Jamie as an example. Cersei again tells him she was sick with grief and did not think... And then he gets in this line, which is which is why you should return to Casterly Rock and leave the king with those who do. Burn! <laughs> Kevin doesn't Love stop it. there, and he uses Joffrey as an example of what a shit mother she is. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. That was great. Oh, that was it's, brilliant. It's so good to hear somebody you know call her on that shit. <laughs> like, go, Kevin, go! And then she has her dynasty moment where she throws her wine in his face. <laughs> like, proving his point. She like, completely I- proves his point right there. Like, it's like she can't even resist proving his point for him. Oh, and I was trying to, like, do you think, I mean, I'm trying to remember back to the other books. Was she doing these types of shenanigans? Or is this, like, her getting more unhinged? Or has she just never had anyone? Because I can you imagine... That's her uncle. Like, that's pretty extreme, like, in this position where she's, I guess she doesn't realize, uh, you know, it's not the greatest position. And she's, God, it's just like, Again, I don't know. It's that emotionality. <laughs> it's that, like, they, like I said, like, there's, you know, Jamie always acts on his emotions or whatever. But no, she does, too. She does, too. And she has from the beginning, you know, it's um, one of those, one of those little niggling things. One of the first signs that the show was was going to go a completely different direction with the Cersei characterization is, is right from the beginning scene in the books. Cersei makes a scene pretty much the first time you see her. Um, She's upset about Robert wanting to go down into the crypts to see Lyanna's tomb. Um, And Jamie has to kind of grab her and stop her from escalating it. And like, that's very typical of Cersei. Now I will say she is worse at this point because she has more power at this point. And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. She, she used to know enough to, to know when she had to play the game. It's just like, why didn't she keep uh, Lancel loyal? You know, Mm -hmm. it would have taken very little for Mm -hmm. her to do that. And yet she just couldn't be bothered. And, you know, again, here with Kevin, it's like it wouldn't take much to just make find a way to keep him loyal, but she just can't bring herself to do it. She just won't even play the game anymore. She's got nobody to keep control of her. That's what it yeah. is. I mean, her father was keeping control of her before. Not, not saying that that's a brilliant thing, but because she never got the chance to think for herself, yeah. she's like doing all the stupid stuff now. 
So she's having a teenage moment. Like Jamie's a bit of a teenager in his head. I think so is Cersei. I kind of disagree with you there, though, because she has been operating for herself for years. I mean, it's pretty clear. You know, when you when you listen to Robert in A Game of Thrones, he's talking about how Cersei has placed so many people around him. And that is very clearly Cersei's doing. You know, Tywin is too far away to, to be controlling things at court the way that Cersei is. She actually does have, you know, like Tyrion describes it as a low cunning. She does have a way of, of, of you know, making things work when she wants to. But the problem now is she's decided that everything is her right and that she doesn't have to work for anything anymore and that's basically where things really start to just go bust i mean it's it's a really great line you get later from Littlefinger when he in 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 sansa's last chapter when he comes back to the veil and he's telling sansa (laughs) about how things are going in in king's landing and he's like i can't believe cersei has fucked it up this fast i didn't know it could happen this fast he's like i knew it would happen but i had no idea she would be this incompetent and it's because she has just unleashed herself she used to keep herself in check and she has just let go she's decided everything is hers by right at this point and this is cersei unchained it, it is Cersei. It really is. And, I mean, it's going to get... Cersei uncensored. Yes, yeah. uh, it's going to get considerably worse, I mean, as these chapters go by. I mean, if you recall, I mean, she's going to start drinking more. She's going to start gaining weight. I mean, it's, it's just going to be crazy. <laughs> she starts becoming Robert. Yes, yeah. she's becoming Robert. Jamie even says that. Jamie actually says that like in future chapters. She's becoming Robert, that she's eating boar all the time. Yeah, and, and <laughs> drinking wine. Uh, and good. she even she even compares herself to Robert later on when she's having her little tryst with Taylor. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, is this what Robert did?" You know. All right, you're jumping ahead. We got we're gonna be getting oh, to those. Sorry. <laughs> Calm yourself. All right. So Kevin asks to withdraw. Uh, he's still dripping in wine. Reminds her he has gold men, and it would be wise to not make him a foe. He suggests Mathis Rowan or Randall Tarley as Hand of the King. Cersei thinks he's been bought by Tyrell Gold to offer the names of two of their bannermen. <laughs> oh, God. Uh-huh. You know what the funny uh-huh. thing about that is? He's giving her good advice. He that is. is really good, sound advice. And, you know, it, it's like it's like he finally decides he owes it to her as he's leaving. He's like, you know, here's what you really need to do. And she's just like... Pfft. You know, yeah. like exactly. She, I mean, as much as she hates the Tyrells, the Tyrells are good for King's Landing. They bring in the food to Highgar to yeah. King's yeah. Landing. They supply the food. Most of the troops that protect King's Landing are they're, 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 they're good for Tormund. Yeah, yes, make exactly. it work, and, right? I mean, that's part of business. I mean, sometimes you have to make alliances with people that you don't like, but they work for you and. You know, it meshes together, and she doesn't get that. But it's her turn, Eon. It's her turn. It's her, turn. <laughs> her turn to fuck everything up. <laughs> I am the boss. <laughs> Cersei asks him, you would abandon your king when he needs you most? And uh, Kevin responds, he has his mother and his father, too, I think. Uh, (laughs) Drop the mic. And this is definitely Kevin's chapter. This is like Pete Kevin right here. (laughs) How long had Kevin been sitting on that? I mean, he must have been sitting on that forever. Yes. 
Did you notice? Did you notice that Kevin says this thing? You may make Moon Boy your hand for all I care. <laughs> yes. <It's>, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just I wrote a note on my thing for, on my um notepad when I was reading through the chapter again I made this note Cersei you bitch how dare you waste that beautiful Dornish red <laughs> <laughs> the wine is the real crime oh I can't talk about wine it's too soon <laughs> we recorded our drunk cast like a couple days ago and I think it like knocked us all on our ass a little bit <laughs> yeah I'm too I old. don't drink, so I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that brings us to the end. Um, did we have any? We had, you know what? We had a lot of questions, but I think we actually used them all in Drunk Cast. So if you sent questions and know that they are on that episode, they may or may not be well answered. You <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't have to like three months to hear them. <laughs> yeah. If they ever come out, I don't know. I haven't listened to that one yet. <laughs> Still on the fence. I'll, I'll re-listen. Bob thinks we were so drunk it isn't even coherent as a podcast, guys. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. We'll bring them back out, dust them off, and try again. If it doesn't happen, they will get red, I promise. Um, Eon, do we have any thank yous? We just have one, and it's from Lady Warblade Angel. Aww. And I kind of feel weird. I kind of feel weird about reading it since she's here. But um, <laughs> I'm going to say thank you. Thank you so much for our last um, review that you did. I'm just going to read one little part. And she just says, I send you thanks. I would send you Thanksgiving recipes, but I don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Also, my family is Greek. So when we have special occasions that we celebrate, we just eat meat like the crazy carnivores we are. <laughs> LOL. That sounds good. Hey, <laughs> we're carnivores too. Like, I don't know about up north, but like we have this thing around Thanksgiving and sometimes Christmas that a lot of people around here do, and they're called turduckins. Turduckins! Yes, I want one so bad. It's a turkey that they mm-hmm. stuff a duck in the turkey, and then a chicken in the duck. Good God. That is so... Like, then you need to deep fry it all. They actually have a really posh name for that here in England, and I, like, they just call it a three-bird roast. And like, oh! Awesome. Yes. Call it that yeah, is such, actually, that's such that like a awesome. Robert Baratheon dish. <laughs> oh, please. You know you know, Robert Baratheon must have been based on George just a little bit. <laughs> He's having a turduncan right now. Is that what it was? Turduncan? Turduncan. Turduncan. Okay. So thank you for sending our, your messages in, Lady Blade. They make our, make our yes. week every week. Yes. Oh, making me blush now. <laughs> we hope you'll come back. And uh, just for anybody else out there that wants to send us a message or maybe be on our panel, you can email us at close the door and at gmail.com. Reach us on Tumblr at close the door and come here.tumblr.com. Support us on Patreon. Um, close the door forward slash patreon.com. iTunes, did we get any recipes from the Philippines? No, we did it. Oh, that's a pity. Aww. No, we'll be waiting on those. Where's our loompia, guys? (laughs) You can also follow us at Twitter at Door Podcast. And that's going to bring us to the end of our episode. So thank you. Just not Backdoor Podcast because that's pretty disappointing. Can we stop plugging those guys? (laughs) I thought. (laughs) All I can think of is is the Nedbert when you say that. Backdoor (laughs) Podcast. 
Did I just use plug and backdoor podcast in the same sentence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, we should say next week we've got another season six update coming. Oh, yeah. So, questions, guys, if you have any. Oh yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. I feel like, like is John is John going to come back? It's a really big question now with that promo poster. So oh. send in those questions. Uh, I'm telling you, he's still alive. <laughs> I think everybody, any book reader, everybody knows yes. now. Yeah. I'd be so happy if he was dead. It's <laughs> 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 uh, again in the first episode. <laughs> Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> the biggest fake out. Yeah. Clap right there my, with me. <laughs> my cousin is in love with Jon Snow. Like I got her to watch the Red Wedding, and she was like, "I was like, how? What? How do you feel now that Rob's dead and everything?" She's like, "Oh, I'm a bit sad, but I like the other one that's at the wall better." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, you mean the Aww. emo?" And she's like, "He's on emo," so she got all offended by that. I love <laughs> Rob way more. Oh. All right, <laughs> good podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. See ya.